Welcome to the Capital Cut Podcast for hair and beauty pros around the world. Brought to you by Capital Hair and Beauty, the Capital Cut is all about inspiration, education, and of course, those entertaining stories that make the hair and beauty world one of the most exciting industries to work in. I'm your host, Sharice Kenyon, and today's guest is Belinda Price, OPI Education and Capability Manager. As you can expect, it's going to be all about nails. Belinda has almost 30 years experience working in nails. She started as a teenager and today she teaches the teachers. She also shares the challenges that lockdown brought of having a full house of nail techs. Tell me your first kind of inkling that you wanted to work in beauty. For me, I think I loved nails. So nails were really my thing as a teenager. I would spend a long time doing my nails, my cuticles, doing nail art on my nails. And at the time, it wasn't so much a thing either. So I used to get stopped places and asked about the nail art on my nails, which at the time I was doing with normal nail polish and a cocktail stick. That's what I had. Um, beauty wasn't so much something I was diving into. And I really pushed back on beauty and only trained for nails to start with. And then at that time, because 27 years ago when I started, it was really hard to make a full-time career out of being a nail technician. There weren't that many customers, even though I was um, in quite a busy city. So I ended up falling quite naturally into YouTube, well, just to try and make myself a full-time career. And now it's really easy to be a full-time nail tech. You don't have to go down that route at all. You say you loved nails, but where did that come from for you? I don't know, to be honest. I think it was, um, I'd, I'd got quite naturally good nails. So it seemed natural to make more of them, I think. Um, so I was just generally, my mum had nice nails and always painted her nails. So I suppose it will have come from there. And my mum was a beauty therapist, um, not a nail technician. So um, I guess it was filling the gap. She couldn't fix that for me. She could fix everything else, but she couldn't be able to fix that. So I would guess it came from there and just being, you know, a, a, a child and teenager in that era, beauty was was at the forefront, really, and, and image was as well. So things were really changing. But like you said, nails was probably more just like a block colour back then. Like, tell me, yeah. what kind of nail art were you doing? And you're saying you were doing it with just regular nail polish. What kind of things were you creating? Can you remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can remember very well. So um, in my teens, I would be painting um, like animal print on my nails, dots on my nails, things like that. I remember some in particular. I just got two shades of pink because you didn't particularly see the blues and things around until a bit later even. Um, so I had this pale pink and bright pink, uh, like leopard spot finish and all 10 nails, different quite wild for the time really um not wild for now as everyone has all 10 nails different now it's gone full circle really but it was the time as well of um like different colored mascaras so you'd have a green mascara a red mascara a yellow mascara um and, and if you were like me you'd wear them all at once so <laughs> it was natural <laughs> that my nails also uh were a bit like that I love that it's like you were an innovator way ahead of your time to have so when people uh, would people ask you to do their nails or did that still take a while not, not so much it took a while I think I probably needed practice <laughs> so you were an, an enthusiast rather than an expert yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I would say so at the time. Yeah. So tell me, when was it that you decided, because you said it was kind of hard to create a career as a manicurist. So what other things were you doing? Was it like waxing or facials? Um, yeah, waxing, facials. Um, eyebrows have always been very popular, but they've become more popular over the years. Um, so I, I would say quite a lot of waxing and then a few facials. I've always preferred to work at speed and, and like to be like quite precise. So waxing suited me really, really well. Facial and massage less well because I wanted to do it quickly. It wasn't that relaxing for the customer. <laughs> yeah, because nowadays it's like the facial, people seem to associate it with that moment of like calm and whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Nails yeah, it. Not from me, it's not. <laughs> What's your favourite thing? You know, you've accrued all these years in the nail industry, but what right now is your favourite part of your job? I enjoy variety and I really enjoy teaching others and bringing them on. So over the years, I've done a lot of competition work and I've done really well in competitions. But the part of competition that I've liked the most is my students winning. And that carries on now, you know, that some of them are teaching competition winners now. So that is something that I really like to see. Also, um, in my role for a PI, I uh, look after capability as well. So, you know, I'm developing the team. And again, I like to see them achieve and do well. So it's, it's the whole picture, really. But I think that any good teacher really enjoys watching their team do well or their students do well. And, and that's very much it for me. So when you say capability, do you mean training? Is it like education? So um, as well as educating OPI customers, so for example, you know, I might train you in the perfect manicure, um, I also look after the education of our education team. So train the trainer and things is my responsibility. So it's brilliant, like at the beginning of this year, in January, we uh, had our intake of new trainers. Um, We seem to have fallen into um, having a new intake every January. And it's great to spend some time with them and then help them develop as well. Because, of course, they're already great nail techs, but we need to um, kind of immerse them in OPI and also um, make sure that they know everything that they need to know. So do you think that uptake in January, do you think it's down to, I feel like, you know, this time of year, everyone kind of gets into that winding down and prepping for Christmas, even though this is going to be a COVID Christmas so who knows how it will pan out but do you feel that January is kind of that time when people are thinking I really want to learn something new and just build upon what I've got? I think so it's a great time for new starts and new year's resolutions isn't it but I think part of it as well for me um, because nail techs are so busy in December in my role I'm actually quite quiet because they're all doing their own thing so for me, it's a great time also to plan the trainer trainer because I can actually uh, really dedicate a month to getting everything prepared and ready for, for then um, in January. So it's, it's quite a nice way to do it. Um, obviously, we won't be doing it this year, but uh, hopefully next. So when you have that time to prepare, obviously, I'm sure you're, you've got, you know, the OPI, you know, what OPI wants to happen when it comes to trends, etc. But do you also kind of look to the outside world when you're kind of compiling your education? Yeah, of course. I mean, we need to make sure that 
what we're providing is um, actually what nail techs are looking for. So it's really important that we're thinking about trends, but also um, not not just the physical nail trends, like that they're having metallic on their nails, but also um, you know who's going into the salon, what treatment they're going in for, um, because at the end of the day, everything that we're teaching is to make that salon tech and that salon stronger and their business stronger. So it's really important for us that we are really keeping an eye on the market and, and providing what the nail tech needs. So I'm going to sneak in an extra question here. But as you uh-huh. as you know, you know, you've had nearly 30 years experience. I'm, I'm sure you're going to be fired. The capital audience, I think it's around 60% freelancers. So they're definitely, mm-hmm. you know, definitely rely on the brands that they work with. Given this time, do you think, is there any advice that you've got for those freelancers in particular about how to approach their nail business when hopefully things reopen again? Really know your customer and know what they're looking for and need. Have more training if you need it. There's lots of free training around at the moment. There's some amazing training around virtually right now um, from not just OPI, from lots of companies, from lots of scientists as well if you want to catch up on your AMP or um, any of the other things that you nail up, whatever whatever it is you're looking for, it's there for you. So I just think grab as much training as you can in your downtime. A lot of it's 24-7, so you can do it anytime. And um, then if you know your customer, you can make sure you're giving them the right offering. It's okay filling your Facebook page or Instagram with beautiful nail art, but if you've got a customer base that's like 50 to 70 that only wears pink, perhaps that's not what they're looking for. So think about your market and market to that market. Um, and don't be afraid to ask for help. The brands are there for you. We want you to use our products and we're there to help. What's the key thing about lockdown for you that you've had to, or has it made you feel or how has it made you adjust? So for me, I'm out on the road a lot normally in my working life. Um, can be five days a week, four nights away from home. Um, I do love being at home because of that. I think I really appreciate my time at home, but I've liked the balance. So nice to be here, nice to go away. Um, so for me, lots of time at home, like everyone, and I have embraced it and I have enjoyed it. So I've tried to um, do some things at home that are often neglected as well. Um, I've got quite a big family, so um, also had its challenges at moments with. Uh, you know, feeding them all, doing everything. <laughs> Luckily, I'm out of the homeschooling stage. Um, I think work-wise, I've worked right through. So work-wise, it's been an interesting journey because, um, you know, we have to really hit the ground running with virtual education. And I think now, six months on, what we've got is really, really strong. And it's there for everybody. So whether you are a beginner, whether you are freelance, whether you are the manager of a huge spa chain, there's something in there for everyone. So um, I'll be really honest, the bulk of my personal home time has been devoted to work, which I think (laughs) is completely normal for a nail technician. This is how it goes all the way through. And again, freelancers will really know that. Um, I've been self-employed for many years before I started at OCI and I know that we dedicate so much of our time to work so that is and my family will tell you as well that is pretty much how it went. I just have to be curious now how how big is your family then I've got this image of like a whole team of people around you while you're trying to work on 
education. It is a little bit like that. Um, <laughs> we've got four daughters. Only two of them live at home now. Um, one of the boyfriends is here at the moment as well. So there is five of us um, at the minute at home. All grown up. Two of my daughters are nail techs. All four of them have trained as nail techs, but two of them have gone on to art things. So, yeah, it's nails, nails, nails. Was Every minute of the day, because I'm living with two nail techs as well. So was that, are you quite happy about that? Do you feel like, yeah, I'm, you know, I've had an effect on them? Are you, or are you surprised? I am surprised because they have been worked some really long hours over the years. When I opened the salon, uh, my twins were only five. So um, it, it, they have seen that. They really enjoy it. And I'm not surprised because I really enjoy it. So I, I must admit, I did try for other things first so that if they, the Two girls that are now nail techs both went to college and did other things first. And I did try quite hard to keep them out of it because I do, much as it's an amazing career, it's hard. And and you see other people with other careers that don't look as hard and it's probably me from the outside looking in and yeah. it probably is equally as hard. Of course it will be. But um, they're loving it. They have no plans to change at the moment. So tell me, just because you've hinted there about the kind of work it is, because I recently interviewed another a nail tech and she'd said it can be backbreaking work you know should the amount of work and it was in response to when I first met you I brought up that article about you know that is this the end of the manicure in the New York Times mm-hmm. and there was a real outpouring because people were like I really put my heart and soul into this I might have moved cities to really make a go of this I might not see my family to really make a go of this like it's long hours it's dedication even the aspects of like be the detail, especially in some of the nail art lately. Overall, you clearly find it a rewarding career despite the stresses. Um, what would you say are like, if you could give me like one one pro and one con of being a nail okay. tech? Uh, pro is it's very personable. So you, you have a lovely time talking to lots of people all the time. You do have to be a, per, a people person. If you're not, it's probably not for you. Um, so I think that uh, it's very social and, and that you can enjoy spending time with people would be the big pro. The big con for me was 27 years ago, there was no education around about posture. Um, that has left me with repetitive strain injury and you will hear that from most nail techs Um, so you learn with time you know I learned to get a gasless chair that was probably key really to me staying in the industry a little bit longer Um, one of the reasons I do what I do now is because I couldn't sit at a nail desk 12 hours a day anymore in hindsight I shouldn't have sat there 12 hours a day 8's enough for, for anyone but you know, while the customers are there, you're doing the work. And, and I think most of us are the same that way. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's heavy on the shoulder, heavy on the arm. What's the nail look or colour that you're loving right now? For me, um, I'm going to be honest, during lockdown, because I've been providing all of this um, virtual training, my nails are uh, normally one one colour, one another colour, one one powder spectrum, <laughs> our new system, one gel, because I've demoed that for someone. So my own nails, I'm looking forward to getting straight again, maybe at Christmas. Uh, 
favourite looks at the moment, I am really loving um, things like the very slightly 3D. I think I'm getting inspired by Christmas. I'm loving these um, like sugaring or powdered snowflakes, this kind of thing. I think there'll be a lot of metallics around at Christmas. Well, thank you so much, Belinda. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this chat with Belinda. You can find her on Instagram at Belinda underscore OPI, and you can find us at Capital Hair. As you heard, OPI has got some amazing products to ensure you enter 2021 with everything you need when it comes to nail trends and techniques. Here at Capital, we're all stocked up on everything from sparkles to nudes. Visit capitalhairandbeauty.co.uk and capitalhairandbeauty.ie to find out more.